0: You could change any choice you have ever made would you you can always make another choice and change the course of your success everyone has the potency to make inspired choices get ready to listen share and experience the creativity that is you now here is the host of the inspired choices show business optimization expert christine mcgyver
1: Yes, it's me again coming to you with another fabulous show. And tonight is extra special because I have a wonderful guest, a very new friend and a brilliant woman that I cannot wait to share with all of you listeners. If you are listening live, you must come over and join us in the chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is going to be a hot show. We're going to be talking fast because I know she has a ton to share with us. So please welcome to the stage with me tonight, none other than Dr. Andrea Adams Miller. Darling, welcome, (laughs) welcome, welcome. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is exciting. I am going to jump right in because I know that we have got so much that we're going to be covering. And I know, like, we'll run out of time because we all do. So I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to read your bio and then I'm going to read what tonight is all about. So Dr. Andrea Adams Miller is an award-winning international keynote speaker, best-selling author, and CEO of The Red Carpet Connection. She is known as the dream maker. She empowers visionaries to achieve their boldest dreams. Uh, sorry, something moved on me. With a global presence, she has captivated audiences all over the world, featured on 2,500 plus esteemed media platforms, including Time Magazine, 2020, E! News, CNN, and now Inspire Choices Network. <laughs> Dr. Andrea Miller, Is Adams Miller is celebrated for her expertise in business, publicity, and neuroscience. Utilizing her $12 billion Rolodex, she fosters meaningful connections and generates breakthrough ideas for transformation and innovation. Additionally, as a founder of the nonprofit TheKeepingSmileMovement.org, she spreads hope and resilience worldwide to experience her brilliance you can claim a masterclass at the red carpet connection.com forward slash free gifts. Ooh, we got a celebrity in the house tonight, children. We've got a celebrity in the house. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's, It's amazing what you have uh, added to your portfolio and all of the things that you're doing. I can't wait for you to share with us a lot of that tonight. Now, I'm going to talk about what we're going to talk about tonight. So how to be a media magnet, unveil the extraordinary secrets to becoming an unstoppable force in the media world with our interview featuring the incomparable Dr. Andrea Adams Miller, an international publicist and media influencer. Brace yourself for a captivating discussion that will redefine your approach to media mastery. Oh, that that line just was like, yes, okay. (laughs) Dr. Adams Miller, a true luminary, guides you through the art of building unbreakable bonds with the media, igniting their curiosity with spellbinding stories, and harnessing the power of diverse media. Channels to capitulate your visibility to stratospheric heights, she will unveil the golden key to establishing unwavering expertise and credibility propelling you to the forefront of your industry. But be warned this path requires unrelenting tenacity and a proactive spirit, as Dr. Adams Miller reveals. The, the unyielding pursuit of media opportunities. Dare to listen to this life-altering discovery to elevate your media presence, surge your visibility, and ascend to the coveted status of an industry icon. Prepare to be re- revolutionized. Your media. Prepare to revolutionize your media strategy and embark on an extraordinary journey by tuning into this unmissable event. I mean, I'm here and I want to join it. <laughs> well you're the perfect person for this. So there you Oh go. you're you're you are such a wonderful person to have here. How did you get started in this area? Like this is quite I, I know a little bit about you uh and and I know that you do some really very ordinary things as well as extraordinary. What led you in this direction? Well, it's kind of funny because, you know, you never would think that
2: how we're raised, you know, and how our lives are as a child would actually indoctrinate who you'd become as an adult as far as your career. And uh, that's really what it was, is my parents were runners. And there was one year my mom ran in 53 races. Well, she ran in more, but she won first place in 53 of them. And so from the ages of like eight to 16. Uh, We were going to races all the time. And that one year, I mean, think if she won first place in 53, how many races there actually was. But my job as an only child, of course, I had to go with them. I my mom wasn't good at reading the map. So I was the map reader gave the directions. And when they got there, my parents were running. I had to stand in line and get their packet. And then I had to look at the map and kind of explain to them the, the route. I kept track of their times and, and went and met them halfway to give them their times halfway. I picked up their clothes, you know, when they discarded them from the, you know, starting line to meeting them at the finish line and giving them their drinks and food to, to spending the time. This is so funny when you think about it. I was by myself my parents are gone running for a half an hour by myself in a strange city with random adults and I had to meet people and talk to them because I had to find people to be safe with and things to entertain myself and then I made a a made myself useful I found out what other races were coming up and who were people we should meet and know and I would find out the local places to go and eat and so really my parents actually taught me to be a publicist (laughs) very early on it's so cool yeah and it's and so even though I do publicity that goes beyond that a publicist is really that person who is doing everything so for some of my clients I have literally handheld them you know I do everything for them I've arranged their trips I get them there I, I always tell them show up and look pretty and I got the rest
1: handled <laughs> that is so so fascinating so did you um after you went to high school like was this on your mind to do this from a young age like absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I,
2: I, so I, I was an only child and a lonely child. So I read books all the time as friends. We didn't live near other kids. So being in school was really awkward for me because I really didn't know how to be with other people. And mm-hmm. so it's one of the reasons now that I love the idea of going out and going to venues and speaking and being on radio shows is because I get to be with a lot of people. I get to meet them and find out what they're doing because it was very lonely as a kid. But because I read all the time, it allowed me to... Have have a different worldly view, and become cultured academically. And so I graduated from um, high school early, and I was really inspired for law enforcement, because I lived in a tumultuous house. Um, My Uh, family, when it was great, was absolutely wonderful. And when it wasn't, it wasn't. And uh, so it really gave me an idea or a view of how I wanted life to be. So I started my career in law enforcement. And I started before that with philanthropy and organizations, I was very, very, very active in multiple social organizations to do good for kids community. So that's always been a huge passion project of mine. And I took on leadership. Um, I was 19 years old in a club, the American Association of University Women, where I got an agreement to be in the club and hold um, status. I was the vice president of the state with no degree. (laughs) So, so let me get this straight. You don't do anything small. No, and I don't ever do it the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> so, you,
1: so you you, definitely have a different perspective uh, on the things that you see. And I think probably the opportunity your parents gave you in being independent while they were running, you had to start looking and, and seeing things without already being predetermined in your mind what you were supposed to be seeing. Yeah. yeah. So it allowed me to travel, be with other people. I was forced to ask questions. Otherwise,
2: I would just be standing there, you know, alone and scared. And so I I learned to not be. I learned how to um, make inspired choices <laughs> very early on with all of that. And then um, being in law enforcement, um, I became very comfortable talking about uh, various topics because I first started out as a Corrections officer at the sheriff's department, and then moved to the police department. I was a certified police officer, but I worked as a dispatcher, and so I did 911, and uh, that was, you know, part of my job. And I left law enforcement after several years because I had four police chiefs or three police chiefs in four years, and with that brass turnover, it was just too much. And I left and opened up an intimacy and in relationship practice. Wow. So. That, who so, goes from working for the police to opening up an intimacy practice? Well, oh think about it then. So here I am in the early 90s doing this. I worked with all men. I worked on a men's ward. I had 127 men that were I was responsible for on a shift at the jail. And then when I went to the police department, I worked with 73 men. Now, there was another female dispatcher, but we never worked at the same time because they needed a woman on another shift because we had no female police officers. So if someone was raped or assaulted, they needed someone to do interviews that I stepped in and did that and did like transport for women and other things in those situations. And so it allowed me to live a lot of life in a very short time uh, and to become very well versed in talking with people, which was interesting because remember I said I started my life with not without talking to people. I was alone all the time to then being with people all the time and being in very responsibility driven, I had to make uh, highly effective, uh, risky, uh, you know, decisions on a minute. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, someone calls, I had to make decisions that, you know, and when you think about it, you know, I was um, I worked in law enforcement from 19 until I think around 20, 25, 25-ish. And and in those early years, you know, think about being
1: 19 years old and being responsible yeah. for somebody's life, you know. I can't even imagine that. I can't yeah. even imagine. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So you've gone on. You've left the police force. You've started this intimacy Practice. Yeah, by the way, I
2: still own that business. I still do that because it's a relationship business as well. Ah. And I did really well in that business. So I live in a small community, I still live in the same community I grew up in Finley, Ohio, 43,000 people, it's a, a beautiful, very safe community. And uh, what I learned by being here is, you know, being in the intimacy and relationship field, I had to find another loophole because I went to school for psychology and I wanted to be a psychiatrist or a psychologist. And I found out the APA did not work. I thought for people the way it should. And so I didn't like the rules. And so I didn't want to follow them. So I knew I had to create my own path. So I knew that if I got my, um, minister's license and could do ceremonies and stuff like that, that I could consult with people on relationships. So I found this, you know niche or this you know loophole in the law that allowed me to do that and did that practice and I was very successful on it i got myself on 2020 and you know e news and and time magazine quoted me and all these really cool things um which is really funny cuz I, I really live in a bible belt area so to create those things was quite remarkable and and i remember at the time people were like how did you do that and why did you know and, and remember um that is when we just were getting AOL like that that was our first internet you know where we were people getting right. on with Juno and AOL where we plugged in and it went boop, 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 you <laughs> know. and it, um, it would take 20 minutes to get an email do you remember that
1: <laughs> oh and, yeah
2: uh, and so that's what we had so I did most of my work through the library I went to the library and looked up things and and used the phone and called people. I mean, the whole 2020 thing came because I was working with a lot of women all over the world. I ran online support groups for women all over the world who had a certain um, vulvar disorder. A vulvar disorder is anything that's, you know, um, a a urogenital for women. And I realized that 2% of the world's population had a disorder and that's a lot of people. And I thought- The news should know about it. So I called 2020 and said, I think you should do a piece on this. And they said, that's a great idea. And then I was on 2020.
1: Okay, so tenacity, seeing things from a different perspective, absolutely looking for the loopholes to get through. This is fantastic. I can totally see how you were laying the groundwork. For what you're doing today. That this is, I love hearing how things unfold mm-hmm. and uh how how we create things to be where we are today. So we're up for our first break of the show already. 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 And we're gonna come back and we're gonna get right into the topic about how to become a media magnet. But I love to hear this because when you then speak, we know we know you've been there. We know that you're the track that you have taken makes you an expert in what you're sharing with us tonight. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely love that. Okay. Don't go away. Anyone, unless you're on Facebook, you need to come on over to inspirechoicesnetwork.com choices, forward slash chat room and join us in the chat room where we're going to continue this conversation with Dr. Andrea Adams Miller. We are going to be talking about, how to be a media magnet. Don't go on anywhere, everyone. We'll be right back.
0: Many of us make choices based on our past experiences or based on what others believe. What would our lives be like if we made our choices based on what we desire for our futures? When you join the Inspired Choices Show with business optimization expert, Christine McIver, you'll be provoked to look at what is true and what you know but may not choose that requires your attention. Christine does not hold back. She brings all her expertise to every show. Are you ready to create and live the life you truly desire? Listen for Inspired Choices every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Inspired Choices Show with business optimization expert Christine McIver. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Christine at InspiredChoices.ca. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I have a fabulous guest tonight. If you haven't been joining us from the beginning you have to go back and listen to the first section because she told us all about her journey which is fascinating so dr andrea thank you so much for being here i want to just jump right in i want you to take us on the journey of what you really want us to know about how to be a media magnet please yeah absolutely So some of the things that I was sharing about how
2: I came across in my life, for those of you who've listened to the beginning, I want you to go back and listen to that, because I want you to map out your journey for yourself, because it's in that journey, there's going to be key points that'll allow you when you start to talk to the media, whether you're doing it for yourself, or you're having someone do it for you, you have to be able to tell them what's happened along the way. Because as a publicist, we only, or a media person, we can only portray the story that you told us. So we need to get the information from you. So the very first important thing is to gather everything is to be really diligent about tracking who you are, what you've done, what you've been, what you've read, who you've been with. Knowing all of that information is the major components to what you're going to be able to do to build a story about who you are and how you show up in the world. So that's the, the key piece to
1: start with. That's so cool. Okay. okay. So cool. map out your story, get okay. your details, know know your own story. Yeah, the elements, it's not
2: even necessary. You don't even have to know the whole story yet. Just know. Just list everything that you can think of because um, I'll get to there later because when you're building a story, it's not always everything that you think it is. You might have to take bits and pieces that you thought you'd never talk about that all of a sudden become relevant depending on what's going on in the world. So the, the very first thing with being a media magnet is you need to build relationships. Relationship capital is the most important asset that you could ever, ever have. Say that again. Say that again. Relationship capital is the most valuable, important asset you could ever have in your life. Uh, relationship capital is what gets you on shows. I would not have been on the show had Christine and I not met, laughed together, shared together and thought about what we could do to complement each other. It's based on relationships that this was created. And that relationship, it's that stronghold. It's it's the relationship and the rapport you built with, with journalists and producers and editors and people who work for those people or know those people. You know, when you invest, time and understanding what other people want and need and have an understanding of what their values are, then you can position yourself as a valuable resource to them. So it's that relationship building. It also has to be on trust and integrity. If if you don't have that trust and integrity, then That'll increase your chance of whether they'll cover you or not, because they'll only cover people that they know that they can have as a likely source that's going to do what they say, say what they mean, and that they've brought to the table things of
1: integrity. Wow. Wow. So have you seen where people have tried to do the work and then the media is like, no? Yeah, I have
2: I've worked with. So I have worked with a lot of people I can't tell you about. So I've worked with celebrities. I've worked with like judges and CEOs and athletes and uh, major speakers and authors that uh, some of them are celebrities in their niche and you may not know them at all, but they're celebrities in their world. And other ones are celebrities that are really well known. And I just, I I was a do not disclose. So I can't say that I ever worked with them because they wanted the information to look like it came from them because I did more than publicity. I also ghost wrote. I also did media posts for them. I mean, there was one guy, I did all of his social media for seven years. He never wrote a thing on social media. So how he showed up to the world was all me. And, wow. you know, he, he can't, you know, that that would have not looked good for him to to share that. I did work for the Jacksons. That's one famous family I can say that I worked for and did some stuff for. Um, So you can imagine um, when you hear about the Jacksons, you know, they've been in the news a lot and they've had controversy. So you can imagine that there's other things that don't always get shared or maybe there's another context to that. So there's a lot of trust that comes with working with someone right. and, and being in that world. So and so the media,
1: the media itself is looking to trust the people they're promoting as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we just watched a show last night on Jared Miller and Subway, and we were thinking of the repercussions of, you know, somebody who was in the news that ended up being a pedophile, and like, and even years later, than now there's a story, and now we're mentioning it now. Like Subway, all these years had to deal with the ramifications of that situation, plus the heartfelt concern for children. You know, right. thinking that they might have been a piece of that. And so anybody in the news or the media is constantly thinking about, like, who are we putting on here? Are we putting people on that are 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 showing up in a way that uh, follows along with our values? And if at least if the
1: values are different, they're not against the law. Right, right. So, So how do we start to create that relationship with the media? What is it that we need to be doing? To become that magnet. So, part of it is to start showing up at things where media people are. So, uh,
2: and I don't mean like a, a, a bank robbery. <laughs> it's like, don't show up on scene. I want to talk to okay, her. No bank robbery. <laughs> That's Got not it. what I mean. Uh, but go to events. Um, uh, when you're at an event, look for the media look for the people with cameras and ask them who's here with the news if you're the people that with a microphone who they are remember the media always isn't your local news your media might be other media sources that people aren't always thinking about so um you know that's a whole nother component of that that it's various media channels is what you need to uh, cover to make sure that you're covered so that means blogs and vlogs and tiktoks and facebook and pinterest and you know who's an influencer on all of these things who's also an influencer with magazines and newspapers so you want to follow those people you want to comment on their things you you want to be seen and heard by them you want to let them know that you've read their story now they may not even see it every time sometimes it's multiple touches i know i wanted to meet john gray Uh, um, women are from Venus, men are from Mars. I, I wanted to meet him. So every year for I think seven to nine years on his birthday, I would Facebook messenger him happy birthday. Seven to nine years later, one day I got a message. You remember me every year. Long term. And now we've met. We've met in person several times. In fact, I just was with him in March and we did a little video together. So I've I've had the pleasure to speak on stage with him. But I'm talking long term relationships. Sometimes people think that they're going to do this overnight and sometimes you can. And at the same time, it's these long term relationships that you're constantly doing a touch and reaching out to really build and milk up that relationship and not to milk it out to get something from them, but to be of service to them. Um, You know, to let them know about another news story, let them know about some information, share something with them, compliment them, genuine, because they'll read right through it.
1: Right. Yeah, that's one big thing. People are much smarter today than they were, you know, even 20 years ago, they can tell where this is coming from, they can pick up on the energy of it for sure. So, so how do we know where to go? You know what I mean? Like the average person, we've just gone through, you know, two years of not going out. And, and we've, we've gotten really comfortable with being in front of these boxes, and communicating globally, which is such a gift to be able to do that. But now, how do we know where to go? What, what, how, how would we start to search out the places where we can go to start building up that relationship with the media? So, so I
2: did it the hard way uh, cuz I've been doing it for 30 years I went to the library and looked people up and looked things up and got to know them and followed them and I use the internet again I still go old school I go to the foundations of the things that worked for me and then as far as going to events uh, for example um I, I I I still own the relationship and intimacy business and I do publicity so I have a client who's transgender and because there's been a lot of controversy with the new Anheuser-Busch, you know, that ended up being news fiasco and craziness, um, I know that there's multiple views for information. So as a journalist, I am choosing to go to an event this week where it, the, view, the views are extreme one way, very religious views, uh, very indoctrinated into Um, you know, that not to make that choice to say in a certain way, you know, uh, very strong beliefs and opinions. And I'm going and I'm going to respect people's opinions and choices. I'm going there to hear what's important to them and what's valuable to them. And knowing that they how they Talk and how they share may be different from my own views, but I'm not going there to share my views. I'm going there to hear theirs. So as I'm helping my client that I am aware of what they're up against. Ah, okay. So I okay, both sides. So I am choose. So I choose as a journalist and as a person who uh, works with my clients to find out the other, I take a neutral point of view. Um, I have my own beliefs and my own ideas, and I vote and use those and sometimes I use my voice in other ways. But for me personally, I've always chose that the middle ground because I can always see both people's sides and um and if I could get them to agree to hear each other's opinions and values, then I think our news would be much more valuable to people to make decisions for themselves. agreed
1: absolutely so, agreed. Yeah. We definitely so, wider scope. Yeah.
2: so to answer your question on where to go, where you go may not always be so for me, I choose to go to things that I like and I love that interest me, and things that are in complete opposition to things I might support or be into. So, um, uh, but I want to respect where they're coming from. So, so the best way to do that is to go and put yourself in that
1: situation. Right. So when we go to these situations, we we start to look around where we live, let's say, and we start to look around what, what events are happening uh, in our local area. And when we go start to get to know the people in the media that are there. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, so what you'll do
2: is, um, I always say, you know, if it's at a race, or at a launch, look for that ribbon. (laughs) Where are people cutting the ribbon stand near the front, this is where you cannot be shy. You've got to get yourself right in there in the front line and get right up there and introduce yourself to people. You know, if you're a media person yourself, you want to introduce yourself as a media. If you're just a person who's going for interest, then you say, I'm interested in the media. I'm interested in how you're going to share this piece. Um, you know, I've been watching or following this. I like how you covered that. And so you look for those news people and it's usually the crew that you meet first. So so you're going to talk to your camera crew you're going to talk to your photographers you're going to talk to the people who are putting up the red carpet and the you know in the backdrop for the step and repeat those are your entry points to be able to get to the people who are doing the interviews and you might even volunteer wow okay
1: so you're probably going to try to be uh, near the those types of individual or sorry the same individuals at repeat events so they get the to more know who People you.
2: see you, the more they think they know you and the more your name shows up. That's why also on different media um, excerpts and stuff, you can be posting and saying things. So the more they see your name, they think you are something, even if you haven't been something yet so the more they're seeing it that, that's what commercial that's what a commercial is every right. time you see a commercial for a certain pizza and the more you think about it then that pizza's on your mind and you think oh well that's a popular chain well they they may not be a popular chain but they're popular <laughs> in your head because you've seen it multiple times so the more you're seen the more you're viewed as trustworthy as somebody who's always there as somebody who shows up I mean if you were to ask I'm going to use myself as an example if you ask people oh do you know her they may not know me my name but they go oh the lady in red yes she's everywhere right i've spent 30 years being everywhere so so i want people to also understand you have to think about what you're building and again some people are really good and can get in there overnight and other people there's a build
1: over time right so there's a real strategy. You need to have a strategy to what you're going to be doing yeah. to, get, have to get a strategy,
2: yourself. show up, be around, be helpful, be interested in them. Um, and don't be all starstruck and goofy and, you know, don't make it awkward. Right. The other
1: person. You right. be like,
2: oh, you're yeah. in the news. People, People
1: get that all the time and then it's creepy. You, you don't be creepy. Don't be creepy. All right. On that note, we're going to go for our next break. Don't be creepy. You heard it here. When we get back, we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to be learning more from this woman who is just jam-packed with knowledge on how to become a media magnet. You are listening to Inspired Choices. I'm your host, Christine McIver, here on the Inspired Choices Network. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Many of us make choices based on our past experiences or based on what others believe what would our lives be like if we made our choices based on what we desire for our futures when you join the inspired choices show with business optimization expert Christine McIver you'll be provoked to look at what is true and what you know but may not choose that requires your attention Christine does not hold back she brings all her expertise to every show are you ready to create and live the life you truly desire Listen for Inspired Choices every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can This is the Inspired Choices Show with business optimization expert, Christine McIver. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to christine at inspiredchoices.ca. Now, back to the program.
1: Oh, Welcome back, everyone. I know you're waiting to hear from Dr. Andrea even more about becoming a media magnet. But before we jump back into the conversation, I want you to definitely write down her email address or her website, pardon me, theredcarpetconnection.com. Go over there, go to the page, Free Gifts. You'll be able to get some information. You'll be able to start learning more about what she is sharing and contributing in the world. And of course, what she's sharing here tonight with me. Um, Andrea, what is, Dr. Andrea, what is your email address, please? It's my full name. So it's Andrea Adams
2: Miller, no dashes, no spaces, at the red carpet connection.com. Okay.
1: All right. Excellent. And, and if you're and listening- Andrea
2: is spelled like Andrea pronounced funny
1: <laughs> to keep everybody listening and learning about who this woman is. Um, mm-hmm. Of course you are on all social media platforms and if you're listening to this in the replay all of her links and her website and her email address and social media links they're all in the notes of this podcast so definitely do check her out and start following her and and pay attention she knows her stuff she's an expert in her field and you know what if you want to elevate your presence in the world if you want to be seen as an expert you need to learn how to do it and she is someone that could certainly help you do that for certain okay let's get back into it is there anything else that you wanted to share with us that we need to be paying attention and and start to really put into our strategy about becoming seen as an expert in our field
2: yeah your music actually led me to think about it because the whole time i'm going da 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 I felt like I was a sleuth sneaking around, you know, on tiptoe in you know dark pants and a hat, like mm, peeking into windows or something. I just loved it. And that super sleuth is really what you need to be. Is that you are looking? You when you come into an event, you need to have a wide angle view. So when you come up and and you're walking to it, imagine that you've taken a picture of the entire scene. You have to be aware of what's going on and what's happening where. From my law enforcement perspective and my media perspective, I'm looking for ways out and that's because I'm looking for ways in. Your celebrities are not coming in the front door always. They're gonna, they might be coming inside doors. There might be people there they haven't introduced yet. There are gonna be certain tables that are gonna be there. What 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 tables are separated from other tables? So where you stand, who you hang out with and what you do. You also need to be aware of that of like I am not a person to know what anybody's clothing is. So like I am not into um, name brands or name brands of purses or anything or men's suits or anything like that. However, if you are really good at that, that will help you spot people differently because then you'll, that, that that's something that if you're good at that, that'll make you aware. I use other skill sets for that. And I've also learned that I'm not always looking for celebrities. So I have had the pleasure of working with multimillionaires and uh, two billionaires and, uh, you know, levels of income. And I know some of my wealthiest people purposely dress in clothes that everyday people would wear. I I had one billionaire who uh, very often would be wearing what you'd buy at Walmart. What you'd buy at a Sears or a JCPenney. Um, so we're dating ourselves a little because those both don't exist anymore. So yeah, 10 years ago, that was wearing because he wanted to be seen as a normal person. He didn't want to be seen. So there, there's certain things that you look for. You're like, hmm, why is that person there? What are they doing? Who are they talking to? How are they showing up? Who's really talkative? Who's not, you know, do they look like they have somebody with them? Is it it look like a publicist? Does it look like a, you know, a a protection or a guard or a bouncer, you know, what, what, what's the situation there? So by taking that big view and then looking at the fine details of things, you'll start to pick up on things and get a read on people. And that will help you often and asking uh, inquisitive questions that allow people to be who they are without having them out themselves. But yet you get an idea that they probably are who you think they are and knowing the event that you're going to and researching stuff about it before you even get there. So you
1: have an idea of what could happen. What are the possibilities of that event? Uh, okay. So what kind of questions would you, would you ask someone without having them out themselves? Uh so
2: all right, let's say that I was going to be with um somebody in the music industry. So I might casually say something like uh I I, I would try to find out what was already happening in the space that it would seemed normal to bring this up. So, for example, I have a client who just, they just released, or are getting ready to release a song with Sony. Um, he, his, his AKA Action is his name. And he works with uh, Jamie Jones from All for One and Bootsy Collins, who's a king of funk. He's a two-time Hall of Famer. So if I wanted to... Um, Without mentioning them specifically like that, but I want to be able to maybe bring that up so that they know that I work with safe people and that I am in the industry, I might do something like be around them, let's say it's another musician or a singer, and I might say something like, um, like maybe there's a song playing and say oh man I really like this, this band, um, I think they were interviewed on blah, blah, blah podcast, like I have a friend who has, his name's Bob Bender, he has a number one podcast about the music industry, I think it's called The Business of Music, so I might say something, oh, I think this band was, or they should be interviewed on blah, 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 Um, you know, that was pretty neat, is there a certain um, uh, band or breed of music or, you know, genre that you prefer over another, to allow them the window to talk about something without going necessarily, that I'm this or I'm that, you know, so um, they can talk about the industry as a whole, but you'll be able to pick up on things that they say because they often don't want to out themselves. They kind of want sometimes to stay private. And Mm -hmm. so you'll pick up on cues or clues about what they're saying. And then and then you might share other people that you've known or that you're working with or something that you're doing or say, oh, I um, wrote a book and I got such and such, you know, to do a testimonial for me, or I spoke on stage at an event and had, you know, um, Phil Collins, the, uh, the guitar player for um, Def Leppard or, you know, somebody like that, you know, yeah. you know, different. by the way, there's two different Phil Collins out there in the world, just so you guys know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, things like that so that people understand or, oh, I was on the stage with Sir Anthony Hopkins. By the way, when I'm doing this, I need you guys to pay attention that I am name dropping. Right. People that I've worked with, people that I know, so, but you do it in a subtle way. So that you are name dropping, but that it's not so obvious. I'm making it a little more obvious here because I I want to make sure you guys are picking up on that. And you'll also notice if you go back and listen to what I've said. So I give this history and background. So I am showing. So this is another piece of you is that you need to be able to show people that you have this expertise and this credibility. So the first way I got it is Christine. Christine vetted me. She's saying how I'm an expert and how I do all of this. And she keeps reinforcing that during the interviews and when she talks. And then I support what she said by saying things, you know, um, uh, you know, like being on the stage with these amazing people Uh, like Jason Alexander from Seinfeld. I got to be on stage with him and Jack Canfield and Les Brown. You know, as you when you have more time, you can strategically mention those things without being overly zealous in it. I'm being overly zealous on purpose, because I want to make sure you're picking up on those things so you can figure out how to be more subtle for yourself. So there's other cute clues that I just gave you. So I've worked in the music industry. I've also worked with speakers and authors. I've also worked with people in the relationship business. So your your mind is picking up these little caveats. And so then now, you know, I've worked with multimillionaires and billionaires. So there's this a wider scope of trust that I have out in the world that allows you to see me differently. How you speak will allow people to see you differently on how you're setting that up for you. So when you've demonstrated that you have, Um, this valuable sources. So one of the things I often mention is that I have a $15 billion Rolodex. So, and that's based on what I think people have made based on what I know. Like one of my friends, he's, his net worth is 8 billion. So he, he elevated my list real high. (laughs) (laughs) My other guys, I don't know how many billion they have. So I don't know where they're at in that. Right. And um, the ones I've worked for, my one friend is a billionaire, my other ones, I worked for two of them. So it's probably higher than 15 billion. But you make it for me, I use that as a tool of, of a guesstimation of the 30 years of relationships that I've built, built with these people. And that shows the consistency that I've achieved through the years and the relationship building of trust and value. Right. And you want to be able to do that for yourself. So that way, if somebody says they need something or they're looking for something, you're able to say, oh, well, um, I have tons of sources in uh, the metaverse and web three, or, oh, do you need um, connections in banking and finance? Um, You know, we have connections in that world, too, that allows you to
1: lay out for people what they need to hear so that they know that they can trust you and work with you. Fascinating. It's so fascinating. And, mm-hmm. and this kind of goes back to what you said originally around tracking your story, correct? Yeah. So the reason I mentioned all these different caveats
2: of my story is if I'm on a show that's about people overcoming and triumphing over challenging situations... You know, growing up as a kid who um, was told to shut up that I didn't have anything important to say, and then two minutes later was treated with the greatest love ever. It was very confusing on how to show up and, you know, being, uh, you know, physically abused and so forth to an extreme, you know. I now can tell that story. People know that you know, I'm sharing it a little more vivid right now. But at the beginning, I said, you know, when it when it was good, it was good. And when it wasn't, it wasn't. And sometimes I'll share that it was like living with, uh, you know, a, a a bomb being out there and you never knew when you were going to step on it and blow right. things up regardless of what so people now know that they could have me on a program that talks about overcoming challenges or, or being in an abusive situation or growing up with um, you know a dysfunctional family and how you can go from here to here people here heard I live in a small town I usually share that I live on a 50 acre farm like for this last weekend we were bailing hay so if people hear that then they're like oh my gosh Andrea comes from you know that I'm considered mid- midwest in Ohio and so even though I consider myself east coast so I guess it's both and so people hear that and they create a story about you based on what they're looking for or need in the world That's but then so when cool. people hear all about what I do and like working with the Jacksons they put me in LA everybody thinks I live
1: in LA or New York right right just I remember I, I thought that too when we yeah. first met when we first yeah. met and I oh just visit them
2: a lot. That's why. And so, and that's okay. Cause I am, well, shoot the beginning of the year. I was, I spent about 45 days in California. So that, that was very, <laughs> and then, and then I spent 30 days in, um, uh, Atlanta. So, you know, that, that's not unusual for to say, and I do uh, have a place in Vegas and I'm also in Baltimore area a lot. So, you know, it's like I travel a lot. So I kind of live everywhere. And people will frame themselves around you based on what they hear about you. Another mm. thing is when I mention the police department that I come from that police department, uh, usually what people hear
1: is that I'm trustworthy. Right. Of yeah. course, yeah. that's, of course, that's what they would hear. And that's fantastic. You've yeah. played so many pieces of groundwork. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. So,
2: so there's layering to everything that you do and how you create it. And you never know within your story what what will come up or be valuable to what somebody else is doing. So even the running piece. So I have people who um, are athletes or do whatever. Then they come and talk to me based on the fact that I was at a road race every weekend with my parents as a kid. And and my dad, he he coached a, a, um, a marathon marathon. Um, triathlete or, or um, a mar what's the word trial marathon marathoner for the Olympics and my dad coached somebody else and my mom coached track and field and you know and slow pitch or slow pitch my dad was a slow pitch uh, coach as well. So those things depending on where I'm at come
1: up. Right. Right. I get it. I get it. It's it's starting to everything's starting to go click, 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 click. Yeah. Now you also work for people you you offer your services what kind of services do you offer um for those out there
2: yeah so so we have uh My preference, what I love to do and that my biggest joy is I love being a consultant to people where I consult on them on all areas of their life. So they come to me, they're high level, they have usually a serial entrepreneur or a high level CEO, you know, they've got a lot of things going on in their life and they work well with women and they are willing to allow me to make decisions and to share things with me. And I get to come in and I, I look at their business. I look at their publicity. I look at their marketing. I look at their personal relationships. I look at the, how they, the lineage of their business. And then I'm able to supply them with information on where I see gaps or holes or where nothing's missing at all, but they could have even more. So I'm like, oh, you could have a course on that. Oh, did you know that we could repurpose that and do a book there? You know, oh, why aren't you doing a retreat with this? Oh, did you know that maybe we could ask other people to invite other people and create an affiliate program for you? You know, so by mentioning all these things, then I'm allowed to see the details. And then come back and see a bigger picture. So Mm -hmm. that's where the term dream maker came from is my clients, uh, my one client, he called me the dream maker. And he said, you made my dreams come true bigger than I ever dared to desire because I constantly was bringing up new ideas and introducing him and people to do joint ventures. And so what we do, so we can be a full agency for you. So I only work with a few people. Myself, where I do all of that coaching. And so it's a bigger, higher priced, uh, you know, uh, way to come in, but uh, you're hearing everything. So I'm looking at everything and giving you so much value in the world with all this information I have from all these industries Mm -hmm. to help you really achieve what it is that you want to. And then we have, uh, you know, me and my team, and then I have joint venture and strategic ventures with people to do other things. So I have a CFO, COO that's available Available to people that I see that there's a gap or a missing in how they're running their money or how they're running their business, if they need a full business plan, if they need publicity, they need social marketing, they need to be on radio or television, they need scripts for their speeches, or they need to know how to do summits. I mean, there are so many things that we can provide for people, So, um, including publishing. So uh, the Red Carpet Connection, we're a publishing, publicity, and talent agency, But we're way more than that as well. I I have done so many things for clients in the past. So a lot of times it's not even about what we can do. It's like I need to know who you are to see what's available because there might be things that we haven't even done yet that we can now bring in. Like I helped build a DAO. I spent two years every night for 3 hours helping build a, building a dao during covid with another organization i learned about a lot about crypto and i had my own crypto radio show for a year you know so wow. it, it, you constantly, and right now um i'm focused on quantum physics i'm learning more and more i'm i'm a neuroscientist already and I have a school, uh, we have the Subconscious Connection Institute, it's for um, helping people with really getting a mental shift of what's there, releasing limiting beliefs, overcoming limiting emotions, and those all fall in within that too. So the people who work with me the closest, they get all of those aspects. And then people can come in and only have a piece
1: of the pie, and other right. people want the whole pie. Want the whole pie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I- that is fantastic. I, I mean, it, I can't even keep straight all the things that you've shared that you do. And and your level of expertise and versatility, it's its outstanding. Like, well done. Well done. This is fantastic. Um, We've only got about a minute left. The oh. one question I have for you, is there anything that we can be doing to connect with the media online yeah. as well? Yeah, again,
2: get on there, get on social media, follow what they write, uh, read their blogs, their articles, their newspapers, reach out to them, let them know that you're a, a person who knows certain information. Do they need a quote? Do they need anything? And be proactive and
1: persistent. Proactive and persistent. This has been so fantastic. And I cannot believe that we are already at the end of the show. You are outstanding. And thank you for just like downloading so much to all of our listeners i think that this is gold for what most of us would never even imagine to where to go f- to learn this information like this has been fantastic yeah. if you would like to get in touch with dr andrea adams miller do go to her website the red and check out her free gifts check out her on social media follow her creep her watch what she's doing. She is definitely a mover and a shaker. You do not want to miss. Thank you so much for being here next week. Come and join me. I'm going to be talking about how to know what your business requires. Thank you so, so very much for being here with us. And remember everybody until next week, you can always make another choice. Bye for now.
0: Thank you for choosing to listen to inspired choices show.